Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check our website at anditswriting.com. I'm Amy Avery, writer of adult fantasy. I also self-publish under the pen name Avery Ames. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi! So today we're going to talk about our thoughts on fan fiction that has had the serial numbers filed off and then published as original work. And I guess first we'll do a definition for like filing off the serial numbers, which is when you have written a fan fiction and then later you're just like, I kind of want to publish this as like its own thing. So you kind of change all the names and maybe some places if there's anything too identifying and then just unleash it upon the world. And there are some there are some pretty good examples of this like that have been published mm-hmm. and got pretty big, right? Everybody knows the ones. What Twilight, right? Well, um Twilight was not fan fiction, but No, not Twilight. Uh the the, the 50 Shades yep. of Grey. Sorry. 50 Shades <laughs> of Grey was Twilight fan fiction. Um another big one that actually got like a Netflix adaptation was the After series, which was One Direction fan fiction. How do you write fan fiction about a band? Oh, it was popular. <laughs> it was a thing. I'm really? a little too old for it. But I kind of saw like the ripples of it on social media and apparently it was real big on Wattpad is people would write like there was a whole genre that was like my like my family sold me to One Direction, which was kind of like a weird harem fantasy romance kind of situation. It's it was a whole thing. But this was this was a fan fiction that someone wrote that was kind of an AU alternative like if this member of one direction wasn't actually a member of the band it was just the guy that this person thought was hot um and what if he went to the same college as my self-insert main character (laughs) and so (laughs) then all you really had to do in that case is change the names because you've already changed you know the the other identifying information about the character right um, because now he's not part of a band. He's just a guy in college in a different situation. So I actually feel like sometimes this is not that big of a deal because. Oh, yeah, no. Like, like especially with stuff like Fifty Shades of Grey, you've already really changed so much about the story and the characters. There's no vampires. You've made them older. You've made him a millionaire. You've made her a reporter. And by that point, you've really just kind of slapped the Twilight names onto them. So removing those names, you've already, you've really written something original. I think that can be said about so much fan fiction. You know, like, I feel like... Mm -hmm. You know, like, and it's funny because, like, I don't think there's any argument that someone could make about this that would make me change my mind because, like, fan fiction, you know, and I think a lot of people who write fan fiction sometimes undersell themselves, but, like, it takes creativity, mm-hmm. like, a lot of it. And, and, like, there are so many unique stories out there. I think these people are just, you know, they come into writing after falling in love with a character in like a series or like a band, um, you know, and then they're like, okay, like I really want to get into their heads in my own way. Mm-hmm. They start, you know, writing a book. That is how writing is done. Right. Like mm-hmm. there are some people who are like, Oh no, you know, nothing inspires me. My stuff is completely original, you know, but I think that everything has its roots in an inspiration somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whether it's something you've done, something you've listened to something, you know, gosh, like it, it, there's no better way to write 
than, you know, doing what you love with a character you're already obsessed with and then just kind of real sitting back and realizing, you know what, this is actually pretty good. Like, you know, I mm-hmm. what what are the opposing arguments you've heard about this? I don't think it's really so many. I think it's less an argument and people looking down on it, thinking that it is lesser um, because like like you said, they people think that. Well, they didn't start from their own ideas. And I'm with you. I think, yes, you do. Because here's yeah. here's the deal. My books, I would be lying if I did not say that some of my characters started off as archetypes that were inspired by other characters. Right. That's just what it is. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see a character in a movie or a TV show or something being like, I really like the vibe this character has going on. So then I'll make my own character that has that vibe. And what's the difference really like when you get down to nuts and bolts between me writing an AU fan fiction with that character and writing my original work with a character that has a the same vibe. <laughs> right. And and usually, you know, I feel like with fan fiction, like it is fan fiction because like uh, I know some people are pretty true to the characters and I guess we could talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But like, I also feel like there's a lot of people who write fan fiction who really do add their own swing to a character. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've seen, you know, the, the AU stuff especially. Like, there's those characters are not the same. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're not the same. But, like, there's also, you know, one could argue that, oh, for instance, there's a lot of Hannibal fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Hannibal Lecter is a character that, I don't know if there's a way you could scratch off his serial number because he is so specific. You know, he's Hannibal the Cannibal, you know, he's and and he's, an, you know, he is just he, I can't describe how he is very unique mm-hmm. in that, like, he he just has things that no other character really has. And like, I am curious, like, about your thoughts as far as like, you know, what if what if characters are really close? Like, what if, you know, like, what if it's a fan fiction about a book that's not very big or, uh, you know, something that's not very well known and, you know, you change the story around, but the characters, uh, like, let's say it's a Hannibal fan fiction, are very much the same, but you kind of put them in a different setting. Is that okay? I think it has to do, for me, my my thoughts on the matter, are it has to do with the plot and versus personality so like if you have a character that has a similar personality to hannibal or even the the exact same personality but they aren't a cannibal which is a big plot part and yes it does inform his personality and they weave together because that's what happens in a good story Um, but if you kind of extract that aspect out and just make him somebody who has mannerisms similar to hannibal and that's, you know, kind of that, the the general, like I said, general personality, then at that point, is it really, like, I don't want to say copyrightable, but like, because it's like, like I said, there are archetypes. And it's like saying, is any, like, you know, quippy, witty character going to be um, uh, similar to any other specific quippy, witty character if you remove the backstory and give them, like, a different backstory? They're a different character. They just have similar traits i think but avery (laughs) is thomas harris the creator of hannibal lecter is thomas harris the only author who's allowed to have a cannibal character that you know wears hannibal's hat you know like can can one 
like, because I feel like in fiction in general, there's a lot of archetypes that we can use a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you think about characters like Hannibal, you're talking about an archetype that's not, at least as far as I know, been done a lot. So if you're the first person who comes out and says, you know what, I'm going to take a leap here and I'm, I'm going to write a book about a serial killer who eats his victims and, and I'm going to get away with it because no one else has touched this archetype because, you know, Thomas Harris has his brand on it. Like, and I'm just going to do it (laughs) because like, I guess like, you know, like vampires, they all eat their guests Mm -hmm. or like, you know, these archetypes Mm -hmm. exist in this day and age. Do you think somebody would get in like get Twitter hated or some dumb shit because some person was like, I want a serial killer who eats his victims. It's a different plot. It's a different setting. You know, it's, it's different, but like, you know, let's say it was fan fiction at first. It is in, you know, is that okay? Like, you know, because no, I feel, is there another character who's like that? Well, the way I'm identifying archetype is personality archetype, not backstory archetype. Cause like, serial killer who eats his victims is plot because that's like action based rather than like personality based. So when I say archetype, I'm talking about like, you know, the rogue with a heart of gold or the quippy sidekick character. No, but I guess what I mean is like, you know, there was Dracula. He didn't, didn't Dracula wasn't he the one he was eating his house guests, right? He was turning them into vampires or just deciding to suck their blood or whatever. I mean, right. Sort of. Yeah. Right. So like, Anybody else who writes vampires like stories, like for instance, uh, um, what we do in the shadows, you know, vampires who also kill their guests, like, you know, like, where do you, where, where is it okay? You know, like, I, I guess is what I'm saying. I think, first of all, with the Dracula thing, Dracula's public domain and became like such a like stereo not stereotype but it it became a whole genre fair that i feel like at that point everybody was just copying the genre for hundreds of years so at that point it's you're not copying fair but like for example going back to hannibal if you have a character who is just a serial killer who eats their victims who has like a different personality from hannibal then i don't think that's copying okay yeah um and especially if you're doing a fan fiction you would do one that has the same personality and the same, like, actions. Right. Okay, fair. Fair. Or I read, like, the AUs where, like, he isn't a serial killer, but it's the same personality. And in that case, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when we're getting into the gray area of, like, there are only so many personality traits. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, by the way, I'm not, like, trying to, like, trick you or anything. here. I'm literally just playing the fence. Because I know that there's somebody out there, you know, who's sitting with their fan fiction... And let's say they have written, um, you know, a, a serial killer fan fiction with, uh, you know, uh, Hannibal who's eating his victims. And is now like, I've actually like changed the plot enough and the setting enough, but mm-hmm. kept like the serial killer kind of some of the personality traits and, you know, he's eating his victims, but it's in a completely different time. It's an AU. It's in a different time. Let's say it's historical fiction. Let's say it's, it's a different plot. It's, maybe Will's not even in it. Like, and this person is starting to think about, you know, this person, this imaginary listener that we have who is starting to think about like, is it okay? Like if I take this story that kind of has a character who's really similar and we, we, we stick them <laughs> in a different story. Like, is that okay if I publish that? Cause like, I imagine there's a lot of people out there who do write fan fiction, who do decide to 
get into writing and they're like, man, I maybe I can make a career out of this. But is this too close? You know, I think at the time for me, the the time where you're ta- where you're not changing aspects of the character, which really honestly is what most fanfic is. You're keeping the character the same and putting them in different situations. So if you're keeping the situation mostly the same and the character mostly the same, that's when I'm like, now you're just you're you're then we're kind of getting into like copyright sketchy territory um if you're taking (laughs) that character and putting him in such a different situation and such a different like setting for example like i said we're using this hannibal thing the the hook that's what it is if you're keeping the hook of the story like the plot hook and the character aspect traits and especially if you're using something very unique like you were talking about you know wearing the character always wears a specific hat for example if i made a wizard who's a modern wizard who's like snarky and lives in kansas city and has like a magical leather duster and a staff and a talking skull (laughs) and then just change the name but i'm like well i put him in a different city in like let's say we put him in like the 20s but he has like all the 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 trappings of the character as well as the personality that's when I like when when you have so many traits it's like that thing where we were talking about with copying and with like porn it's like I know it when I see it like there's a point at which there's enough things similar that it doesn't feel like you've done your own thing with it fair but it's it's vague it's wibbly wobbly it's like it's kind of you know you have to check a certain number of boxes of like things that are the same and I don't know what that percentage is but there's a certain percentage (laughs) Oh, I've got, I've got it. Let's develop the, the, uh, the, <laughs> let's develop the, uh, um, how close is Sweeney Todd to Hannibal? <laughs> and if you can, if you can, uh, create the difference between, like, let, let's find all their differences and all their similarities. And if you can take that number and then count the differences and similarity in yours, you're good. <laughs> Like, just sit there and just study the list, the the list of differences between the the possible cannibal Sweetie Todd and Hannibal the cannibal. And if you can match that number of differences, maybe you're good. Because they're both serial killers, right? And But they both have entirely different worlds, and they're both kind of fancy a little bit, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah. And, and, Make yourself like a chart. <laughs> yeah. And in that case, they do kind of have different personalities. So it's like Definitely. similar plot, but different setting, different personality. Whereas if they both had like the same personality and the same general. And the plot isn't even the same because, yeah, they have the aspect of them being serial killers. But the actual plot of like what is happening is different. Like the plot surrounding that trait. So, yeah, it's kind of a sticky territory. <laughs> We've talked about, I talked myself in a circle. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, I think, so I think that like, if you, if you listener are out there and you are stuck in this conundrum, <laughs> I think the biggest difference between Sweeney Todd and, and Hannibal, for instance, just as an example, is their, um, is their goal and what the character wants. And, and because the thing is, is, uh, Sweeney Todd is very much mm. a, a revenge story. Yeah. And, and, and Hannibal is very much a um, very different. Yeah. It's I don't know what to call it. What would you call it? It's more like just like it's almost like an arrogance of like I want to prove I can get away with this kind of story. Yeah, the, the, like so you have 
two very different um character goals character needs and these are like the important basics of writing right mm-hmm. like if you can you if you can take this is why they always tell you it's okay if your story is written a million times it's with different characters it can still be interesting and that's because your characters are going to want different things they're going to have different goals and that makes us want to follow them that's mm-hmm. why even though some romance novels are all very similar the the, the men and the women the protagonists the the ex-boyfriends whatever they all have different things that they have even though they're all probably taking place in relatively the same world and Mm -hmm. and they're the same storyline and you know that because it's a romance novel it's going to end the same way the characters all have different desires different wants and i think that's where the biggest difference comes in that's how you can make it your own because you're you're coloring a character with with their own thoughts and desires. Mm-hmm. It's, it comes down to desire, I think, because they can have the same fucking profession, live in the same fucking time and place and be completely different personality just based on what they want as a character. And any agent will write in their little, you know, manuscript wish list that they want characters that want things that interest them. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I feel, feel like, yeah, go off and scratch off the cereal and, and try your luck. Yeah. Like, the most someone can say is no, right? And I guess if it does manage to get published and you get creamed for stealing, well, fucking dug that grave yourself, bud. <laughs> you know what you did. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. The um, I don't. Who was it that wrote Fifty Shades of Grey? El James. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Every once in a while, she, you know, they think to themselves, "Oh well." I did that. I knew I did that. Like, and if people want to make fun of me for it at this point, well. I guess it's the right. I know what I did. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like it's a it is a morally gray area, I suppose. Yeah. There's probably tons of books out there that we don't know oh, I'm even sure. came from fan fiction and they did, you know, like you know, who knows? We can't tell. They're not gonna tell us. And why would they? Yeah. Be like, that is my closely guarded secret no one will ever know. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> Do it. Just, yes. just you know, try it out. If you feel like you're stealing, probably don't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let your own conscience be your guide. Yes, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> Everybody, I, I think that's a <laughs> don't be a dick. Yes, don't be a dick. That's what Jiminy Cricket. The moral of the story is don't be a dick. I'm just picturing Jiminy Cricket now being like, oh, hello, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick now. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think that's a good place to end oh. this. <laughs> I think that's all I've got to say about that. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links and information.